just a few film nerds breaking out of the rut, drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut. Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks, and come and listen in. We're measuring this. I mean, what did you think of that? I felt bad. Well, one, they fuck him up a little bit. He's bleeding. They beat him so they beat badly. Him so bad. And he's blindfolded. They're in a church, and they go get a doc for him. So his doctor. His doctor, which is funny. <laughs> the co- the telephone conversation is so dark, but it's so funny. Where it's like, no, 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 he's fine. We, he just needs like a doctor. Really oh, or he's badly. gonna he's gonna die. But he's fine. <laughs> Look, he's, everything's fine. He's here. not hurt, but time is of the essence. <laughs> if we don't get him in like an hour, you're, you'll never see him again. Right. It's. I think brain hemorrhage is not what he's got because he's fine. He can't pronounce W's right now. I think it's a pretty good idea that you get here as soon as possible. <laughs> he keeps talking about Christ and like right. he, he keeps asking for a priest. He's, he's okay. He keeps, he keeps talking about Steve. I don't know who Steve is. We don't know anyone named Steve. Look, I'll be okay. He's okay, but mama's been doing CPR for three right. hours and she's getting tired. Of- you know what a flat line is? Yeah. <laughs> Well, we've been dealing with that for about the last four hours. He shit himself, and and there was a lot of blood in (laughs) it, and he's not breathing, and he's also blind, and I can see his skull. So at one point he said, "I'm a coming mama," so I don't. But he's okay. It's not like he's hurt or anything. So just get his doctor over here, like yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much how that conversation goes. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, I will say this. Yeah, it is dark. I feel horrible for for him, and I will say. Because I thought about this through the whole fucking movie, and especially here, that without this movie, The Last House on the Left, Devil's Rejects, Red State, all of those movies, I feel like they were a tip of the cap to to this movie in some way. I feel like somewhere along the the line, Wes Craven, Kevin Kevin Smith, Smith, um, they all, uh, Rob Zombie, Mm -hmm. they'd all watched or were aware of in some way. Well, that's to- bloody. That, it's that's totally f- factual. Like Kevin Smith interviewed at Comic. He interviewed Roger Corman at Comic Con mm-hmm. once. But he's like, I'm a huge fan. I've always been. Who? Can, There's how a pretty damn good chance that he saw Bloody right. Mama and was like, Holy fuck! What if? Right. Yeah. That, and that's actually kind of the one of the cool things about about um like these indie people today. Like right. I was telling, I was work, I was at work the other day. And I was telling one of my coworkers. I just all of all of the detective novels and pulp mm-hmm. novels that I read, I got the names of those authors from reading Stephen King. I discovered Frank Zappa because Rob Zombie kept posting Frank, Frank Zappa, Zappa videos right. and like listening to this Zappa album. I'm like, who the fuck is Frank Zappa? So then fast forward like a month and I've got st- 50 Frank Zappa albums like on my iPod and I'm just burning through it Mm -hmm. because I like Rob Zombie and Rob Zombie likes Frank Zappa. That's how I discovered Roger Corman was watching these old movie packs and like uh, you watch the special features and it's like the directors of these schlocky shit movies. Oh, Roger Corman. Oh, Roger Corman. Oh, Roger Corman. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like Roger Corman is the original well, I can do better than that and prove it. Okay, I will. And then he goes and shoots a movie in a fucking week. Right. He shot Pet Shop of Horrors in like six days. And he only used sets from other movies. It's insane. It's bananas. The dude's amazing. Um, so speaking of this guy who got kidnapped, uh, <laughs> Commissioner Gordon. Commissioner Gordon. I love the actor who plays Herman. The Herman and Sam conversation is the writing is too good to be in this movie. You know what I mean? Where it's like, uh, you know, like, why you call me Sonny Boy? 
Well, because you sound like a kid. Yeah. I'm not a kid. Oh I'm God, a man. Such a good, mm. You know, like what, what is he? He takes a fa- takes uh, issue it's, with him calling him him, him a uh, boy or sunny boy. No, he, it's Herman. Oh. Herman is calling Sam Buster or like Buddy. Oh yeah. And he goes, I am. I'm Mr. Blah Blah Blah, and because you have forced us into intimate situation, an intimate situation, and I will let you call me Sam, but I am not Buddy Boy or whatever, you know. And just watching Sam maintain composure. He maintains beat. composure. He stands up for himself, and he's not taking any shit. But he, at the same he was time, at he's the, being cordial, and he is. The crazy thing about Sam is he was on the death's door. Death's door and he's blindfolded, and he is not taking shit. Mm-mm. And it, I think it rocks um, Herman back on his heels a little bit. But but neither one of them are backing down. I think I think this is the best part of the movie for me. Is as soon as Sam gets kidnapped, yeah, it, this is where I am. Like I'm already in it. But as soon as we get into the church, I am so fucking hunkered down for this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, holy fuck, this just went to eleven. Yeah. With the writing. A new dynamic happens. Oh, it's a different flick. I said this earlier. I feel like here, as soon as Gordon gets captured, it's a whole different movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's All the way to the end. It's a darker movie. It's a movie. Much darker. All the fun is gone. This is where we get consequences. Yes. Like all of the stuff that's set up in the first act and second, the midpoint of this. Like I would say the... To, to, to again save the cat for right. Blake Snyder, I'm pretty sure the kidnapping is the midpoint. Yeah, because we have all this fun and games, all this setup, all the reason we watch the movie, and then the stakes change. Yes, and there's a, a bit in in the a classically structured script called Bad Guys Close In, and that's post kidnapping. It's when the noose starts to tighten around the Barker gang. Yep, there's nowhere else to go because they they kidnapped a millionaire and it he has people that are looking Amazing. for him. It's different. You got some some woman that swims across the lake and you murder her. She maybe has a family out looking for right. her. Right. But you, you kidnap a millionaire. These He's got fucking people at his feds, disposal, right. feds, everything. They're going to stop what they're doing and go find this man. So yeah, the the noose is tightening. It's not like there's no fun either cuz one of the one of my favorite parts of this movie is when they go to pick up the money. And the one and a half posters. Herman's driving. He's oh like, my god! The- <laughs> he's like three posters. Three NRA posters means that we got all the money. And they pull up, and there's one and a half posters in the window. <laughs> he's like, and he's I like, mean, we got half the money. And he goes, "Well, what the hell is that supposed to mean?" And Mona goes, "This is half the posters, half the money." And then and they I'm get, pregnant. <laughs> they get well. They get rear-ended, and Herman takes off and hands Mona fucking. Oh no! They get they crash because she tells him that she's like, yeah, yeah. It means there's half the money here. By the way, I'm pregnant. It it, she, it all runs into one because the line is one and a half posters mean they only got half the money. I'm pregnant. <laughs> Just drops it. Right Just there. drops it right in the middle. They get rear-ended. <laughs> the cops start. The FBI starts chasing them, and I wrote down. Pregnant Mona FBI shootout dual wielding handguns out the yes. window. Oh fuck! Mona, yes. please won't you be my baby? Oh, uh. dude, come on! It's like it's so awesome that you can barely stand to watch no, it. You're I like was... pregnant Mona. Like I in my head, newly pregnant a, Mona. <laughs> in my head, there's a cigarette yeah. hanging out of her mouth, and she's <laughs> taking shots of whiskey in between reloads. Leaning like, yeah. out the car, dual like firing two pistols at the feds, and you're like, Mona is the coolest fucking character. Yeah, and it's such a great scene. And then the the car blowing up is awesome because we get a uh, a stuntman because we the car explodes and catches on fire. We cut away, cut back, and then a stuntman like jumps out of the car. And you're like. 
they blew up a car with a stuntman inside it. And then yes, he they jumped. did. I think I have they killed man again written down. <laughs> well, he like he yeah, because he gets out of the car and like falls on the ground, and you're like, you gotta get further away than that, buddy. Like you're not far away enough yet. Yeah, I'm like at this, least 15 feet. This is not a 1990s vehicle. We haven't we haven't invented walking away from the explosion yet. You gotta no, no, be no. you gotta be further you away. You gotta than get that. way farther. Desperado than that. hasn't happened yet. We gotta... <laughs> oh shit. We um, haven't invented walking away from the. <laughs> So I really liked my own jokes. It There's happens a, sometimes. That's, that's fine. There's a really funny. <laughs> <laughs> There's a really. You're right. The jokes start to stop, and the thesis becomes more important because this is the part of the movie. There's a part of the movie where Ma Ma Barker is taking care of Sam, and mm-hmm. she asks him if he wants a drink and gives him a shot of whiskey, and then she starts talking to him, and she says, "Um." You you wish talking about like straight society mm-hmm. or rich people or yep. the middle class or whatever, and she goes, "You wish you could be more like us, but you're scared of your neighbors and you ain't got the guts." This movie heads into straw dogs territory sure does. in the second half. Thought I had the same thought because, dude, it it it's something that we talked about a little bit when we talked about uh, Lethal Weapon. Where I'm like, I understand why everyone's like, Riggs is so cool. I would love to be Riggs. Wouldn't it be great to be yeah, Riggs? And step then I, in his shoes. Yeah. And then I point out, you know, on the show, on that episode, I pointed out, I was like, to be Riggs, you need to be, you need to care so little about your life that you put guns in your mouth at night. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to be Martin Riggs. Like, he's so cool. He's devil may care with a cigarette in his mullet. And I'm like, yeah. And such wild depression that he's constantly suicidal at every moment of the day that on a dare, he will pull the trigger on a revolver in his mouth and can't get the the face of his dead wife out of his head. Yeah. Let's be that guy. Yeah. Remember the scenes where Murtaugh is sobbing in his trailer alone with his dog? Like, you don't, trust me, trust me, you think you want to be Murtaugh, you Riggs. don't want to, yeah, you, I mean, you might not want to be Murtaugh I mean, either. Murtaugh's great but family like, life. Yeah, yeah, but like, well, his house gets fucked up constantly, but like, <laughs> yeah, like, you don't want to be Martin Riggs, just like you don't want to be Hardigan. Exactly. In Sin City. Mm-hmm. Hardigan's such a badass. Hardigan was in prison for like 15 years. He is dying of a heart attack the whole movie. The entire movie is having a heart attack, Like, you yeah. don't want to be, <laughs> no, you want to watch them on screen and they're fun, but there's something about that in here. Where it's mama is like You know you wish you could be more like us How many times have you Thought about that in your life where you're just like I could just get in a car get yeah, myself go and, yep. Hold up liquor stores and run For the well, it's border it's like the ex-presidents in, in, in Point Break they used to be one of my favorite movies Like ah if I could be you know Do that with the and It ain't tragic to die doing what you love But right. then you're like wait well, fucking these guys are Constantly on the run right. like They're it's... always under surveillance <laughs> they, con- they have to move all the time otherwise they'll get pinned down Like Right like it in a lot of these movies And they these, all die in a hail of gunfire like, That's that's the big one Where it's like we watch these We watch these outlaw movies And, and they're never them. old They're not like the retirement age no, They're like mid 20s You love the outlaw so much You're like I wish But we seem somehow to forget the third The final reel yeah. Where the outlaw gets He dies a bloody painful death Full of bullets That's why I like fucking To go back to Point Break Because like, it, it ain't tragic to die doing what you love Yeah But I don't know you're still dying. So <laughs> this this is the so this is the part of Bloody Mama. This particular chunk of film is the part of Bloody Mama where suddenly the writing gets like immensely deep. Because there's yeah. this great line where there's this great moment where Herman goes, I want to see his eyes, and they pull the blindfold off him. 
and he can't see because the light is so bright. And he's been blindfolded for four days or whatever. Or like a week or something yeah. like that. But yeah, so they pull it off and he goes, you can tell that he can't see, but his eyes are blue. And they, all the boys get really solemn. It's this weird, almost like, it's almost like watching a scene in a church, watching the religious experience these boys are having. And they look at his eyes and they're like, oh my God, it's our dad's eyes. And one thing that mama has always drilled into us is you love your daddy. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene where he goes, um, where they take the blind, or they don't, they haven't taken the blindfold off him yet, but Mustache Barker's like, listen, they've grown to like him. Yep, and they're they like, sure we're going to cut you loose. We got you some new shoes. We got you a new suit so you can go home looking good. And if you ever need anything, don't hesitate to reach out to and us. How do I reach out to you? Yeah. He goes, how do I get in touch with you boys? And they pause and Mustache Barker goes, there's no way. And there's a big, there's another big pause. And he goes, isn't this a dumb damn world? Dude, holy shit. There's all of a sudden like this this like beautiful little bit of social commentary just lobbed in like a bomb to this go little, off deep in your brain. Yep. But like eh, Fuck, it's brilliant. There's no way. Isn't this a dumb damn world? Cuz ultimately the mama's going to want them to dispatch with this man that they now well, they liked already and and then they see his eyes and yeah. it's their father's like, "Yeah, it's so fucking." It's it's also it's also the thing where it's like we are we're outlaws and you're a millionaire. We kidnapped you, but we've come to like you. Mm-hmm. So, like, if we can help you out, we'd love to. But they're they're from such different worlds that there's no possible way that they could ever have any kind of relationship. And the boy's failure to grasp the oddity of their request to continue hanging out with the guy they almost beat to death right. is lost on them. Mm-hmm. And God, it's there's something childlike about it that it's just really an incredible moment. Um, this is, and then they, you know, they're, they're about to go and let him, let him go. And mom was like, oh no, fuck you don't. Uh, absolutely not. We're going to let him go. How about we kill him instead? Yeah. I'm going to kill him. Even fuck if there's a slight chance that he can identify any of you, you think it's going to take them long in a, in him long in a lineup to like figure out who you are. Right. And he's like, he's heard enough about us. They know yep. that it's a couple boys and they all yep. call me mama. And he's like, they're going to figure it out. We got to kill this guy. So all of the sons go to like drag this guy into the woods and Herman doesn't want to go. And mom's like, I don't trust those other kids. I trust you because you will first. do what must be done. And we, must be dead. we find out kind of like through implication that Herman is his grandfather's child. And you're like, that's horrible. Yep. Like the, the beginning of the movie comes back to slap you in the exactly. face all of a sudden. Yep, She's sure like, does. you're my firstborn when I was only six, 15 or 16 or whatever. And you're like, oh, you mean your dad's kid? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that slapped me in the face a little bit. And and I didn't write it down because I was like, nah, maybe not. But yeah, it's, it's there. I had to hit it because yeah. the next thing that happens is she kisses him full on the mouth and tells him to go kill Sam yep. who has eyes like his dad his dad but it's not, not his, his dad. dad we find out at that point that his dad is his grandfather and you're like oh my god this fa- dude the family is they start as like a fun raucous picture of it's outlaws. almost like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance kid the, if, d- the depraved version if at the end you found out that like Butch and Sundance had like used to be serial murderers right. that only killed little girls right or exactly something. it's like, like that's an interesting yeah spin. the facade uh, like crumbles yeah. and you start to see this weird dark twisted side to everything and the next bit where um they shoot Sam to death and Ma Barker's hammered drunk and playing her piano and she's like, let's have a song. And Herman comes in and he goes, I didn't kill him. Yeah, he's just straight not up. Dead. Just doesn't even just fuck around with it. Does, yeah. He walks in. He's like, Sam's not dead. We got it. Now, here's what's going to happen. 
They're going to be looking for us. We got to go. But I did not kill him. And I'm I, there was no way I was going to kill him. You're crazy. Yep. Ma gets up. Takes the, tries to take the family from Mama. And- Dude, that slap. Mama slaps him. And the like terrifying speed with which Herman slaps her back. It's literally like she's like, why don't you talk to your mama that way? And then he slaps her like immediately after. Like the second her hand hits his face, knocks like, her on the floor. Lamb yeah. puts her down, and he goes, "I'm taking charge of this family right now. You are done being in charge of this family because you're out of control. Like we trying to murder Sam. Like, too much is too much, Mama. Yeah, like you want to fuck all the kid. Like he's like, no, we're done doing things the way you do them. I'm in charge now, and Mama, th- dude, this is okay. So I was talking to Bird, and I honestly think that. Uh, unless things get crazy in the season, I think Shelley Winters is going to get one of my n- uh, noms for female actor yeah. for best actress because watching her get confused all of a sudden and turn into like a her face is so I fucking ah uh, well but she but, turns uh, into a different person completely. Well, she's she's been losing. She's been losing grip. Yeah, she's been, and and not just like on the family, but on reality. I think reality. She's she's starting to have some real mental issues where she's just like substance abuse. It's weird as the movie goes on. I think Shelley Winters gets heavier. She does, like physically, because she gets kind of bloated. Her face is very much bloated. She always looks like she's been crying. Yeah. And there's this crazy, there's this crazy moment where I have a note. I love watching a gang fall to pieces. Yes. But when they get to the the hideout, the new hideout where Scatman Crothers shows up and he's like, hey, everybody, there's gators and blah, blah, blah. Shelly Winters gets out of the car and Herman's running the show because she's like, is, uh, is, there a, is there a big bedroom with a nice, like a, ni- a nice comfy bed? Mm-hmm. And you're like, weren't you just like iron fisted bloody mom? But now her face ago? looks like she got stung by bees and she's just all she just, discombobulated. She, yeah, man. She's like, it's like she's on fucking. Well, she lost like her she, agency completely and like just. Yeah, but it, but it's almost like she's on Zoloft, man. Yeah, yeah. She's like, like she's floating on reality and it's such a. It's a really brilliant performance because we see later we're we're basically at the final shootout. Well, let's do Lloyd's death. But in that final shootout, we see that she's been provoked enough that that vicious bitch comes back up and she goes crazy. She goes full on. But then, yeah, she's like she's once even more bloody mama at the end. And the beautiful part about that last scene is watching her come back to her full glory. It's like a mini, you know, the mini arc. It's like a mini arc where she comes back to full on bloody mama. And then the feds take so much from her that she crashes back down and right through the floor. There's this great scene where she's walking down the stairs and she's just like, it's almost like there's a firefight happening and she's like, I wonder if I turned off the stove. And tomorrow we could all go fishing for goldfish in the pond. She's like completely, completely lost, lost her, mm-hmm. her grip on reality. It's amazing. Everything, they sell whole like everything's fine. Everything like your legs are blown off. You're like everything's fine. We're right. fine. Like she's in shock. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Lloyd, okay, uh, Robert De Niro's character. Uh, ODs. Yeah. He gets out of the car and uh, Mama comes over. And she's like, "What is wrong with and you?" He's wasted as fuck. Mustache Barker's like. Mom, he's fucking shooting all that shit into his arm. And again, the move this is where the movie has turned heavy. Yeah. We're not joking about the heroin anymore. Now it's like This is no longer funny heroin. This is No, no- it's turned into Mama and Needle Park, you know? Yeah. Like that's what we're watching God where it's it. just and the Lloyd like stumbles off and we get this really kind of slightly stilted shot that works perfectly for this movie where Flo- where Lloyd is Lloyd is standing down by the swamp 
and he's got a needle full of heroin and he gets a vein and shoots up and then that's the last we see of Lloyd alive. Mm-hmm. Then we get a scene that kind of bugged me a little bit. The dragging the pig behind the boat? Yeah, that was a little like upsetting. But you know what? Here's Because well, they're literally pulling a little pot belly behind here's the, the boat. Here's the thing I always remind myself. I know. It yeah. fucked with me too. But here's the thing I always remind myself about these movies is 1960. I know. Look. Yeah, Despicable know. bugged the shit out of me. But 1969, this is just a thing that they used to do. In movies back then, I, I know, I know you know, but like this, I'm for the listener at home. This is my it's like mental... peck and paw shooting chickens in the head. Like, this, yeah, yeah, this is my mental gymnastics where I'm like, the look, the pig's not dead. They didn't kill the pig. They didn't actually kill a gator. They were definitely that would be definitely considered animal cruelty. Yeah, today. absolutely. They put, you know, Bruce Stern goes and grabs a piglet. They put a rope around its neck and they throw it off a boat and drag it behind a rowboat. Mm-hmm. It's a rope rowboat. Yeah, right? they're rowing yeah. it. Yeah. So they're rowing the boat and they're dragging a pig along in the water and they're shooting. The, we're you know they're not shooting the the cameraman is shooting a pig being dragged through the water and you're like that's yeah damn it. It's a bummer. It's it is definitely a bummer. a bummer. But it's I don't think it's a bummer. You in run into it when you're watching movies from this era. I mean, it's yes. the thing you run into. It is, yeah. It's like when you watch movies from the 40s and 50s and there's racist stuff all over the <laughs> yeah. fucking place. Like, this this happens occasionally. Food of the Gods, awesome movie, but they kill so many mice in it that I had to stop watching. Yeah, so, yeah. But, you know, okay, so that was the only thing in here, and I think it's a mistake of its time, not necessarily like a flaw in the filmmaking. I can agree with that. They're, they're using a tool that just happens to not exist in the modern toolbox right. anymore. So, that said... Tommy gunning that gator to death was fucking awesome. Yeah. It's because it's a big fake it's a gator. Big, a big plastic gator, but it's amazing. They filled it with like 190 gallons of fake blood and like, I don't they know put what all else. The, they put all the goo in it, man. It's I, like, I honestly think they just got like a fake gator, filled it with like prosthetic and then blood, shot the and then shot the shit out of it, shit out of it for That's real. exactly what happened. Because they light that thing up with the Tommy gun and the gator just, just blows to pieces. And it's so satisfying, dude. It's like watching 100,000 zits get popped yeah. all at once. Oh, Dr. <laughs> Pimple Popper. That's yes. exactly what it is. So... Uh, yeah, I wrote this. So my note is, oh, don't throw the pig in the water. Although machine gun gator is awesome. Yes. Um, Lloyd is dead as fuck. And this is when Mama. So Mama and uh, we've got Kevin and Herman. Yes. In the boat, machine gunning gators and being mean to pigs. We're chasing the gator. And Mama comes running out to the shore and she goes, Herman, Herman. And Herman's like, What? what? What do you want? I'm. Do you see? I'm doing a thing here. And she goes, Your brother's dead. Lloyd is dead. Shelley Winters from this point on. Is exceptional. Mm-hmm. Her performance is so unbelievably good. I'm not, and I was gonna say for a Roger Corman picture, no, but we're gonna just period. We're Leave gonna it learn. At that. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna learn quickly that a Roger Corman picture is a quality movie dressed in very sneaky trappings. Yeah, but your brother's dead. His brother's dead. You know what? You know what Herman says back. Just bury him deep. There's a lot of animals around here. Sits back down in the boat. Continues rowing. That's Herman's. Entire response to his brother's death. Holy shit! What a what an dude! What a moment! It's like I'm gonna just go back to what I was doing now. Just bury him deep. Goes right on with his day. Doesn't give even half a shit, man. No. Uh uh. He's like ah. No, I'm keeping that half shit. Fucks went on Amazon. Saw that Amazon was currently out of stock. Currently out of stock on fucks. Just back ordered, decided not even to bother. Fuck it, I'll just log out. Right. Not worth it. Yeah. He put he put the Tales of the Gold Monkey in his cart <laughs> right. to buy later. Yeah, put it in his wish list. Right. He couldn't even find an add-on fuck. Right. <laughs> to throw in. 
just just skipped the fucks all together. Uh, free shipping on that fuck though. And he's like, don't care. He's like, nah, my order made the minimum free shipping. Right. I don't need that. I'll get it later. He's not even gonna use his rewards just, points. On it. <laughs> just bury him. Yeah, he's like, well, if I if I get an Amazon credit card, if I'm approved, I get a fifty dollar gift card. But I could just get the complete lady snowblood instead. I don't really need a fuck right now, right. do I? Kevin, I do I need so. a fuck? Kevin's nah, like, you don't need a fuck. No, I, I haven't had fucks since I started being the mumbly peg champion of the world. <laughs> I haven't had a fuck since your mom. <laughs> oh, oh, Mike drop, and then Herman shoots him to right. death. He doesn't. <laughs> he I'm doesn't. kidding. Um, so yeah, you want to talk about uh, this 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 last little bit of uh, Straw Dogs, the directed best, by Roger Corman, the best shootout since Young Guns it's Two. Amazing. Like, holy shit! You know the best part of it, the spectators. Dude, that's genius. No, first Young Guns, not Young Guns. Dude. Yeah, Young Guns yeah. one has the greatest, one of the greatest shootouts of all yeah, time. Yeah, they're Billy people laughing. are like picnicking. Well, like within bullet range. The feds, sh- well, all the feds show up. This is this is genius. This is Roger Corman at his gen- most most brilliant. The feds show up, blam, 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 shooting, shooting at the family. Family's getting all shot up. Kevin gets killed. Uh, mustache goes to kill Mama because Mama killed Kevin. He's like, fuck it, suicide by cop instead. Um, Lloyd is already dead Yes So it's just mama Herman's downstairs with the machine gun Mona already fucked off to Florida That's right yeah she She's left. out, she's out she's the house She's a smart one Yeah she, she survived Her and her baby survived Yep And you know Herman's like Machine gunning out the door All of mama's kids are dead And she comes downstairs And we get Alright It's her and Herman So my note I wrote down Shelly Winter's final overwhelmed monologue should be the stuff of legend. It's a tragedy that people are not talking about this performance bit more because it is incredible. Mm-hmm. Her Shelly Winters comes downstairs and she's like, and they're all super out of it. Like we they're said, all she's, dead. Yeah. Your brothers. Are, well, we could. Well, we should. I don't. You and she goes. You know, I was thinking about what you said. And Herman's reloading his gun. So he gets his machine gun out. He pulls the, the empty drum and puts a new drum on. And he's kind of half listening to his mom, like looking at her like, what's wrong with you? We're in a shootout. And she goes, I was thinking about what you said. And there are a lot of animals around here. And Lloyd is, on, he's not deep enough. And the animals could get to him. And we sh- should bury him deep. Like that's what Shelly Winters yeah. is doing. And Herman looks at her and you can see this, this beautiful moment where Herman goes, this is over. Yep. You see him come to the moment where he goes, we've now reached the end of whatever this life was. It's all over. Was. It's all over. And he points the Tommy gun Fucking at his face. piles it, dude. Holy shit. Shelly Winters scream when she sees the barrel in his mouth. I know. I got chills right Ow. now, dude. Everything's standing up. Ow. And she goes, her scream's not like, no, don't do it, Herman. It's no, like, it's like, Rah! Like an animal just got a limb cut off. It is fucking insane. And Herman gets the trigger down and probably five rounds to the face. It's, yeah. it's a quick burst, but it's like. And when they they show you, they show it. They cut to his face, dude. Herman's suicide is gnarly. I all caps gnarly. Yeah. The the effect, the it's gore one effect of the best on his face I've ever is seen. fucking disgusting. Best slash worst. Yeah, his know. face is shot to pieces. It's pure blood. There's almost unrecognizable. As Reminded a human. me of like scanners when when the head when explodes. the head explodes. Yeah. It's so nuts. And Mama comes running over. I was not over. expecting that shit. Uh uh-uh. uh At all. No. 
I, I was expecting him to shoot himself and we'd see the blood on the yep, wall. Like they show his face after it's been shot up by a Tommy gun, which fires 45s. That's insanity. There's not even skull left. There's no, nothing. It's just, oh my God, dude. It's like stomach churning. And then Shelly Winters runs over and cradles the jelly that it was her son. And that's when she loses yep. it. Because she blames it on the FBI. She's yep. drooling on herself, dude. She's like not even human. She has every fluid that can come out of your face is she, coming out of her face. And she's got his blood on her yes. face. Shelly Winters goes away. Like, I don't I don't care. Like, oh, it's, a, it's Roger Corman. I don't care what we're watching. This is like, this is Schindler's List level yep. performance. Shelly Winters is not Shelly Winters anymore. Shelly Winters is mama. I wrote down the whole line. <laughs> Um, she wrote down, she's, she's like, when she goes upstairs or no, on, when she's, on her way, when she's cradling okay. Herman, she goes the, what she said, you can barely, I had to turn on subtitles to get the line. Cause it's like <laughs> the best one. You got the best one. He'll never get his chance. You bastards. When she screams bastards, you've never heard a human being hate another human being like that. The only other time I can, I can think of that has so convinced me that someone hated like no i'm not talking like i hate you i'm talking like like, i hate you to the point where if i could pull your bones out and watch you die a sack of blood and meat i would do it (laughs) that is hate robert de niro in the deer hunter when he screams in the the vc's face oh yeah when he's right before he pulls the trigger he just screams at him and then pulls the trigger that is pure hate shelly winters and bloody mama pure hate it's beautiful it's I wrote down this performance is unfucking real. I I've done I do this sometimes. Watching that scene, I started to cry. I wasn't crying because I was emotionally wrought because of the emotions of the scene. It's because bad the- guys. I was so pleasantly surprised I, I, I was not expecting something of that quality to, to hit me. And I was so overwhelmed with joy that this film existed. That these people had made this thing, that they had cared enough to make that film that good, that I literally wept for joy on my couch. Just by that I had experienced. I love that. I fucking live for those moments in music, in every in any art form. Yeah, and and that is definitely. And I I don't think that you are wrong there at all. I I I feel like this is some of the best. It's incredible, dude. Moments. Well, uh, it's and it comes out of nowhere. It's shocking. It's her performance is just as shocking as is four forty fives to the head. Yeah. Because you're absolutely. not you're not expecting it. No. And when it's happening, you're completely. I was almost unaware. I was watching a movie yeah. unprepared. It just you 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 become so wrapped up in it. <laughs> it's D- unfucking believable. You get completely completely sucked in. I wrote my last note that I took was. Um, I couldn't believe this was unbelievable. This is why people shouldn't write off quote B movies. It's like when we watched caged heat and I was like, I cannot believe that this movie gets thrown in like the $1 bin and, and people it, ignore it gets like two and a half stars like right across the board doesn't have very good reviews. I no, think it's it like got 5. 7, 17% on Rotten Tomatoes was the last one I saw, but watching it, people don't watch movies, doesn't right? Make, yeah. People watch movies wrong constantly. Like yes. I didn't understand Like at the end of this movie Oh my god dude I'm sitting on the couch Just like Now I have to sit here And watch this Until it's done Because I am no longer Capable of moving No I actually put this movie Up there with No I'm gonna say it Like this and Butch Cassidy Yeah Like Butch Cassidy Better movie But like It's always But it sort of lives In that weird same space Like Yeah This is it's like the it's the it's the um, the alternate universe version of it's like it's the bizarro world 
Butch Cassidy and the Sundance it Kid. Is. It's the Bizarro World Young Guns. It's the Bizarro Thelma World. Thelma and Louise before right. it's, it. It ex- it exists in the same space that a lot yeah. of Roger Corman pictures exist in, which is like you put it in expecting a Corman picture, and by the end, you're not sure why you've always thought a Roger Corman picture was this thing. So this is a weird thing that's happening watching these Corman movies. Is right. when I sat down to watch this, my brain is locked in that Corman movie mode. We all have. That- I almost wish that I had put this in not knowing. Anything about it. Hey, we're going to watch this movie called Bloody Mama. Right. It's got Robert De Niro. It's got Shelley Winters in it. Bruce Stern is great. Bruce Stern is great. You love it. And not know. So you're not immediately locked into that headspace of this is a Corman flick because it took me almost until. No, it took me until Commissioner Gordon, the halfway mark where I forgot that I was watching a Corman flick. Right. All of that had had drifted off and left for, for a while. Yeah. But it take when you when you sit down. It's like ah, Raj and Corbin picture. I know what I'm sitting down for. So you're so you're putting that. You're watching it through that lens. As soon as you pull that lens away and just watch it for the movie that it is. Yeah, it's fucking incredible. It's, like, dude, it's this movie's amazing. Yeah, it's absolutely so. amazing. Um, do you have more notes I on? I I have no more notes. For neither do I. Mama. I I really like the commentary of. The spectators ooing and eyeing. Yeah, as the I, I do have a note like, shot. "Holy fuck!" The, the 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 spectators are always there. Which the funny thing is, that's always been the case. People love violence. Love it to feels watch like it. the wild bunch. The, yeah, the families are yeah. sitting down. They're actually having little snacks, and like they're a making picnic. a picnic, watching the FBI. And you can see them like gun down a family. You see the yeah, and you and the it's FBI agents get shot. Yeah, you know, and like you. Oh, see, there's death on both you sides. You see the women be like, "Ooh." Another person just died, and that in a Pass way the pate, like that's fuck. in a way becomes the most disturbing part of the shootout. Yep. Um. Yeah. So, dude, nineteen sixty nine, Bloody Mama. Slow clap on Bloody Mama, man. If you can find it, spin it. This flick is the only really place I found good. it is on the that, on the set that, that you have. Mm-hmm. It feels like thirty eight bucks on Amazon. It's There's no no Blu ray release. You're just getting it on DVD, but still that, worth it. Yeah, that it's definitely worth it. That's eight movies. That particular Roger Corman mm-hmm. set, and it's a lot of the harder to find. X the man stuff. with X ray yep. eyes, the young racers. Uh, uh, we're getting a lot of our Corman pictures from that movie pack. So that's we've said it. We've mentioned movie packs on the show a lot. Movie packs are the best fucking thing ever, dude. They really are. Uh, most of our movies Those are from Mill movie Creek packs this fucking yes, movie packs, yes, dude. dude. Not Watermill. Not Watermill, <laughs> which is a wine, by the way. That's why we keep getting it. It is. Wrong. Yeah, it's watermill, a wine. It's like yeah. a $4 wine or something. Uh, I mean, Watermill makes a Syrah that's pretty nice, and it's kind of a more expensive bottle. But yeah, Watermill's mm. a winemaker. Yeah. But anyway, um, Movie packs are the way to go And if you want to follow along with the show You can, you know, Planet of the Apes is awesome Obviously we highly recommend all these movies that we're watching But if you were going to buy one pack do it. Do the Roger Corman pack and follow along for these two months that we're doing. It's totally worth. And then it. watch the ones that we're not covering because you're just going to get enjoyment out of them. Right. Like we're not covering the trip, and I think the trip is one of the craziest mm-hmm. movies I've ever seen. We should find if there's a way to get links on our page to Amazon. I can do. Uh, oh, on the page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll look into that. But I can link to. I in the past I've linked uh, done links in the episode description to the Amazon. Oh, sweet thingy. Yeah. But we can. Yeah, we can figure that out. People, this this one's worth watching. So. 
next next week we're doing we're gonna do a couple of uh we're doing a a a car movie and a motorcycle movie back to back and then we're ending on like a hard sci-fi horror film that's one of stephen king's favorites so uh tune in next week we're gonna be doing uh we'll just say we'll do the young we're gonna do the young racers next week followed by the wild angels oh yeah the week after i'm super stoked about it um so we want to shout out our patrons before we get out of here let's start with our new patrons our newest patrons are kelly and mike wagner thank you guys so much for supporting the show we really really appreciate it it's always awesome to have new patrons and uh, uh another new patron we have katie clark over there in katie clark land thank you so very <laughs> much uh for your support of the show and again for for keeping the barbarian out of harm's way and oh right i forgot she's here shit. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's in your dnt group which she's is our bitching. bard yeah um as always thank you connor mcsweenstertin no i read that wrong it's you connor did. sweeney is his name connor thank you so much and while we don't Continually bust your balls on the show anymore. Just know that we're always judging and mocking you I'm in our hearts. I'm constantly busting yeah. his balls. <laughs> <laughs> IRL. I- I- IRL. Out on the humming tree. Connor, Sweeney. <laughs> Connor Sweeney, meet me at the humming tree, baby. <laughs> meet me at the humming tree. <laughs> the Connor Sweeney the story. story. <laughs> this <is> biography. <laughs> Tales from the humming tree. <laughs> okay, La- that was the last one. It's not. We'll do it again. Danielle Pelshaw. For for always and forever, and then finally, John Shibe, Casey Shibe, our our I was gonna say our oldest patrons, but that's not true. Our OG patrons, that's right, the true believers who were there with us from, since the beginning. Thank you guys so much. I'm still for, sorry that I got John back on Facebook for a hot second. <laughs> I know you like sucked him back into social media. Just now he's what I now he's sitting in his living room and he's scratching. like he's on he's looking for likes. He's like the Fuck ants, him. the Facebook ants. Uh, they haven't sent me more likes on Candy Crush. I send them so many. <laughs> Casey, I'm gonna play Russian roulette if I don't get two more hearts on this post. Do you like post. feet? Do you like my feet? <laughs> Look at my Look knees. My knees. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you to all of our patrons. If anyone wants to drop us a line, it's measuringflixpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of Roger Corman and B movies that were never actually B movies. Um, so we've been doing a fun thing with the show lately, where we've been dropping at the end of the episode rather than do our traditional outro. Tone. It's not even music. It's just like one sound wow. that I throw different effects on every week. Um, we've been playing tracks from uh, an EP that I recorded when I was living in Maine. I recorded it in my living room, or actually, it was my dining room, which is kind of the same room because my apartment was <laughs> 300 square feet. That's how these studios work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till you see the Frank Zappa, Zappa studio. We got like puzzle boxes on our <laughs> under our mics. It's amazing. Yeah. So uh, we've been doing one track a week. Uh, This is the last track off the first EP. So the week after you hear this, next week, I'll be dropping that EP on SoundCloud and giving a downloadable version to the patrons over on Patreon. Yeah, Yeah, very cool. So we'll get it up on YouTube. You'll be able to find it. The EP is called Lo-Fi Lullabies, and this is the last track on it. Uh, This track is called Sometimes I Wish You Were Dead.